Welcome to this edition of DBSA's Real Recovery Podcast. For more information, visit us on our website, www.dbsalliance.org. We've been there. We can help. Today's DBSA Real Recovery Podcast features Kristen Finn, a mother, consumer, author, and advocate of mental illness, recently published her first book, Bipolar and Pregnant. You will read about her personal experiences, challenges, and coping methods throughout the two pregnancies. Kristen was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when she was nearly 17 after very turbulent and frightening years that began in her early teens. Kristen, Kristen passionately believes that she has a manageable and treatable illness and her goal is to reduce the social stigma of mental illness. Kristen enjoys a happy marriage and two beautiful daughters. Kristen's 16-year-old daughter, who also has bipolar disorder, has committed herself to helping others by sharing her ongoing struggles and triumphs. Welcome, Kristen. We are so pleased to have you as our guest today. I would like to begin by asking you what inspired you to write the book, Bipolar and Pregnant. I wrote Bipolar and Pregnant because when my husband Fred and I decided we wanted to start our own family, there was very little practical information written on the subject. My only support was my husband, family, doctors, and friends. Using the schedule from my psychiatrist, I went off my medication and successfully managed two pregnancies. I wanted to share my experiences, challenges, and coping methods with others. A year after I decided to write the book, I attended a conference on bipolar disorder presented by Dr. Jay Carter. I talked to him during a break and shared some of my personal experiences. He enthusiastically told me I should write this book because it would help a lot of people. Tell us a bit about your own recovery journey. I started showing signs of bipolar disorder when I was 13. Nearly four years later, this diagnosis was confirmed and treatment was started. Managing ongoing symptoms of bipolar disorder was and is challenging. Carefully prescribed medication, regularly talking to a social worker, and attending Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance meetings has helped me manage my unpredictable symptoms. Talking with others who understand my ongoing struggles is so helpful. Kristen, you were diagnosed with bipolar disorder at the age of 16. Did you have any hesitations about becoming pregnant 13 years later? Did any doctors warn you of the possibility of passing along the mental illness to your children? If so, did that change your thinking? Initially, I didn't give it much thought. However, after we had genetic counseling, we learned more about the chances of passing bipolar disorder onto our child. We were also concerned about the risks to our unborn baby if I stayed on my mood stabilizer. 17 years ago, information for those being treated with medication for bipolar disorder while pregnant, it was limited because Fred and I felt that I have a treatable condition, we were confident that if 
our child developed it, we would be able to provide the necessary help, love, and support. In your opinion, tell us what is important for women with bipolar disorder to keep in mind when planning on getting pregnant. Well, planning is crucial. Genetic counseling will provide you with important facts that need to be considered. It's important to talk to your doctors and therapists. All significant decisions should be made prior to any medication changes. Examples include lifestyle changes, possible career changes, a plan for possible postpartum depression, and breastfeeding. My book, Bipolar and Pregnant, was written to help women and their support team from preconception through postpartum. Contributors include an OBGYN, psychiatrist, psychologist, and geneticist. My husband and mother also provide their unique perspectives. That's excellent. It sounds like you had a lot of support. Tell us about the changes you made with each of your pregnancies regarding medication, daily routines, tips to stay well, etc. Well, because I chose to go off my mood stabilizer prior to conception, I left my career as a pharmaceutical representative before discontinuing my, my meds. I knew that if that by keeping my stressful job, it would surely throw me into mania or depression. And even though I was terrified to go off my medication 17 years ago, my husband and I felt this was the best decision for us. Now, everyone's circumstances are unique. Talk to your doctors about medication options. Here are a few examples of what I did to help manage my symptoms during this challenging time. I wrote down all my manic and depressive symptoms prior to going off my meds. I knew that once I began reducing them, I would be powerless to manage my symptoms without this insight. It helped me maintain some control. I referred to this list from preconception through postpartum. It helped me understand that when my symptoms intensified, and I knew they would, they were caused by my chemical imbalance and that they were temporary. I also kept a journal to help me manage my unpredictable symptoms. Decreasing stress and other risk factors or triggers is crucial. Exercise is an excellent way to increase overall health. Well, that's, those are really excellent tips. I appreciate you sharing those with our audience. Um, what advice would you give to mothers who live with bipolar disorder after their child is born? Enjoy your baby. Continue to talk with your doctors and therapists. Having a baby is a life-changing event. Going to a postpartum support group is a great way to connect with new moms. Observing the new babies and toddlers, interacting with each other is a riot. Did you do anything different during your second pregnancy because of what you learned the first time around? Yes. I was encouraged just knowing I had been through it before. There was once again the challenge of managing and coping with my intense moods during the second pregnancy.
I again chose to breastfeed. Relying on my journal and listening to the feedback from my supporters helped me realize when it was time to restart medication. It's also a fact that women who have bipolar disorder are at an increased risk for postpartum depression. Interesting. Um, Kristen, would you mind sharing with us the unique challenges of having a 16-year-old daughter with bipolar disorder? Although bipolar disorder is a treatable medical illness, having a 16-year-old daughter who lives with a condition can be an additional challenge. It's hard to differentiate normal teenage behavior with symptoms of bipolar disorder because so many of them overlap. It also affects family interactions between siblings and parents. I believe that educating teachers and children about mental health issues in schools would help increase the awareness and understanding while decreasing the stigma associated with it. Great. Um, finally, you mentioned in your book that you have a very supportive husband and family. What's the most important way they've helped you during your pregnancies? My husband and family helped me see myself when I became manic or depressed. At times, I didn't recognize my actions as being harmful to my emotional health. My husband helped reduce my triggers and always he was always supportive. My mom, dad, and brothers each encouraged me in their own ways. When I was pregnant for Holly, Catherine helped keep me focused on the needs and joys of a two-year-old. We were all so excited about our new baby. As Catherine and Holly have grown older, each supports me in a different way. Thank you so much for your time today and for your ongoing work. To get Kristen's book, please go to www.dbsalliance.org bookstore. This has been a DBSA Real Recovery Podcast. been a production of the Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance. For more information, go to www.dbsalliance.org or call 1-800-826-3632. We've been there. We can help.